Hi, I'm Dominic Patton, and this is the Deadline Podcast, Hero Nation. Now, I am not joined this week by my able co-pilot, Anthony D'Alessandro, who is many time zones away in the south of France, attending a little film festival you might have heard of. However, I am joined today by Halo star Pablo Schreiber to talk all things Master Chief, the just concluded first season of the Paramount Plus series, and what season two could bring, and what it's like to put that suit on. All right, so we have Master Chief with us. Thank you, sir, for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, Tom. Now, let's talk a little bit about the season finale. And, you know, we always say on Hero Nation, look, if you're listening to Hero Nation and you haven't watched something like the season finale of Halo, you need to stop right now and go and watch it. But it ends in a very emotional place. You know, there's that particular line, and I'm going to quote it, which is, John, is that you? And Mm -hmm. it's very emotional because of where Master Chief ends up and, and the being he is. So I wanted to ask you, what was the progression like of this character over that first season for you as an actor? Um, well, it was very interesting. You know, we, we, the whole, the sort of the goal of the first season was to break down the character of Master Chief and uh, change the relationship between the gamer who is the usual audience of uh, the Master Chief um, and shift the relationship between he and the chief, because obviously if you're playing a first person shooter, uh, your, your relationship to him is quite different than that of the, an audience member of a major television show. Right. Yeah. So, so the process of the first season was, was uh, attempting to humanize this character that had never been humanized before. Um, and, you know, so to that end, we put him in a situation where, you know, his memory has been erased. He's got these uh, emotional um, pellets that, that uh, inhibit him from his emotional life, which he takes out at the beginning. And it's a process of him discovering his humanity for the first time. Right. And, well, for yeah. you as an actor, I mean, part of the thing is, is, I mean, Master Chief is an almost impossible thing. There was once an expression a long time ago. I don't remember who said it. But somebody once described William S. Burroughs' Naked Lunch as a, as a book that just simply was unfilmable. Mm. David Cronenberg obviously made a big effort to, to do that and somewhat successfully. It feels like the Halo game fell into that category for a long, long time. So for you as an actor, for you as a professional, for you as a father, a son, a brother, and all those things, how, how do you find that? Because honestly, like I played Halo for years, man. I didn't even know the dude underneath the helmet. Yeah, and, and that's all by design, right? It's a first-person shooter, so you're, you're not meant to know him. You're meant to fill in all the subtleties and aspects of his personality with your own. That's the way the character's designed. So that's the big challenge of, of turning that IP into a television show, is you have to create a character, uh, a protagonist, who the audience will go along with rather than filling in the details of that character with their own personality. You now have to create that so that you, so you start from scratch, you start from zero. You start from a place where you have this super conditioned, super soldier who has no interior life and is all about the mission. Um, and you, you break him down piece by piece and, and let him discover his own humanity through these story points. Um, and so then when you get to the end, which, you, you know, you brought up the, the is that you, John, line, you hopefully by the end of season one are left in a place where you've come full circle, right? You had this um, super soldier who was disconnected and you brought him through all these experiences. And now you've gotten back to a place where many of the people who are watching the show were hoping for this John who is disconnected 
from his feelings, who is just a killing machine, you know, and is the person that they knew in the games. And by the end of the season, you got him. But at what cost? Yeah. Given up everything. Uh, He's now controlled by the machine, by the AI that's inside his head. And so it's, it's, I think it sets up some really interesting questions for season two, which, you know, go all, all in the, in the boat of, you know, what, what is the relationship between John's humanity and his ability to perform? Now, in that, in terms of ability to perform, Halo has been a massive success for Paramount Plus in terms of viewership. And streamers are usually pretty hesitant to give out those numbers. Paramount Global, pretty easy to give them out because they were pretty happy with these numbers. There was a lot of expectation. You know this more than anyone. But a lot of people for decades of playing the game were all ready to dismiss the TV show as fluff and, and, and insignificant. How did that feel for you to see the, the response that you got from people? I mean, it's a, it's a multi-layered thing, right? Like my goal, my goal is not to make a massive smash television hit, right? I mean, that's, that's great if that happens. And obviously for the people who I work for, that's what they want. They're looking yeah. at numbers, right? So that's, that's great that that came in and it really did, you know, domestically it's performing amazing, but internationally it's off the charts. It's, yeah. you know, it's the most watched show since Game of Thrones internationally, which is crazy. Um, but so to have that vote of confidence from viewership, which gives the people who are signing our checks and allowing us to make the show confidence that we should go forward, that's great for me. But ultimately for me, my goal is to make really good art, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I'm, I don't want to just make a massive uh, video game adaptation or a really cool and interesting sci-fi show. I want ultimately to make a television show that can fit into the landscape of great TV, of all the great TV that's out there, that can transcend sci-fi, that can transcend video game adaptation. I'm not saying we're there yet. I'm not saying we're in the landscape of great television yet, but that's my goal is to push it to that place. Um, So I'm not satisfied. Pablo, in that that sense, do you see season one, which is as a season one should often be origin story, do you see the arc progressing in that direction for you? Um, yeah, yes, of course it has to because it's what was established. Here, the, 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 the main dynamic here is my ultimately my job as an actor is to realize the vision of the showrunner. Mm-hmm. So in season one, I did my best and fought as hard as I could to realize the vision of Stephen Kane, who was our showrunner. Um, and that's what you've got in season one. You've got his vision. And um, I'm, I'm incredibly excited now to be working in second season with a new showrunner. Uh, and I'm incredibly excited to realize his vision. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, I, I want to be pushing this thing to, to its greatest potential at every moment I can. That's all, every day I go to work. Yeah. I'm stuck on trying to make it the best it can be every single day. And that includes the days when we're not shooting and when we're on hiatus and trying to figure out what we did well, what we didn't do well and how we can get better. So that's it. Uh, For me, it's like keep improving, keep getting better and keep trying to get it to the place where I myself can be really happy and really proud of the product. Know that you're a person who bring you bring your a game to every part of it in terms of the standards that you expect for yourself and everybody else i remember several years ago when you and i were chatting when you were on american gods and and the the level that you wanted for the mad for mad sweeney that character to bring it for lack of a better expression to the show to really develop the intricacies of that 
as an actor, that always seems to be very important to you. What is that process like in terms of Master Chief? Because again, there is the, you're revealing something that we've never seen of this character that's so well established in the pop culture canon from the video games, as you said, first person shooter game. So for your process, how do you do that? How do you discover this character in terms of how he is, who he is, and what you think he's going to be? Well, again, I think a lot of that is the job of the showrunner, you know? So much of it is the creative discussion of where are we going? And so I would say on the biggest point of that is is working with really great collaborators, right? I worked with who I worked with on first season. Now I'm working with who I'm working with on second season. I'm really excited about the relationship I have with the showrunner on the second season and and what he's able to do and his vision and and being a part of fulfilling it for me is a a really pleasing experience. Uh, In terms of working on the character and my process of it, um, you know, I think a huge part of, of the research and all that was figuring out who this guy was in popular culture, what is it that he represents? What what are the expectations that people are going to have coming in, and how how can we simultaneously fulfill those expectations? But I think more importantly, subvert those expectations. Oh, interesting. And, well, of course, you know you don't, especially when it's a character like this, where it's where it's established and it's a guy who pretty much stays the same across a long haul, most of the mainline Halo games. There's definitely character arc, there's some development, but for the most part, he is what you get because he's created as an avatar for the gamer and you can't have this major uh, revealing of who he is because you wanna keep it so that the the gamer feels like they're him. Um, So that setup alone, you can't have this guy that stays the same across a long haul in order to make a, t- a TV show that fits into the landscape of great television. To make a show that fits into the landscape of great television, you have to have character arc. You have to have your character begin somewhere and end somewhere else. That's crucial to making a, a good TV show. And then I think subverting expectations is also what makes things interesting. If you're just gonna show up and redo what's been done and give people the experience of playing a video game, then what are you there for? The, you, we should be aspiring to giving the, the hardcore audience who loves the Halo game, giving them a familiar experience that, they, that feels like Halo, but allows them to experience this universe that they love so much in a completely new and different way. And that should be the goal and is the goal, you know, in a way that also brings in new fans and creates new fans. One of the things that has made me the happiest about the reception of the show beyond all the numbers and all that is people hitting me up on social media saying like, I've been a, you know, hardcore Halo fan for 20 years since it was released. I'm sitting down every week and watching this show with my wife who has always hated Halo and hated me and she loves the show. And we're watching it together and it's a family experience. So the fact that we're, we're being able to bring in new people as lovers of the franchise is, you know, is a huge boon for the franchise. It should be, it should be loved by the franchise that that's what's, that that's what the reception is. And I'm, I'm very happy for that aspect of it. Well, and of course, let's be, let's give shout out where we give shout out. You guys broke the video game uh, adaptation curse, which had simply been almost always 
though I am a big fan of the Super Mario Brothers movie, um, but had almost always been a disaster. And what, what we saw here with Halo, the TV show, which yeah. is actually probably what Halo was always meant to be, was a TV show, which you yeah. saw a story, a real story. Yeah. Which leads me to ask you, clearly, mm -hmm. season two, mm -hmm. back in Budapest, so to speak, where are you guys at in terms of that? Yeah, um, well, we're, we're in pre-production. We're in the process, mostly in the process of, of creating material, refining material. Now we're in, obviously, location scouting and recce and all that stuff for the early episodes and finishing up the later episodes. Um, I've seen now uh, ha at least half, a little bit more than half of the scripts for the season, and they're fantastic. You know, the tone is just spot on. Um, David Weiner is our showrunner now, and 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 I can't say enough about how his sensibilities. You know, he's just he's just a really incredibly intelligent and smart writer, and knows how to weave and create stories in subtle ways. Uh, he's bringing mystery and, and nuance to characters and relationships, um, and things are you know a little just a little less sort of on the surface and on the nose. Speaking of which, on the surface, on the nose. You're doing double duty right now. Halo just wrapped up, but you've got candy on, on Hulu. Now give, give us a little sense about that and how you, how you pulled that off, by the way, because it's not like Master Chief was a kind of phone it in role. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an interesting week. I mean, uh, the last month or so, uh, Halo's been performing really well. Now Candy came out last week and, and was the most streamed show across any platform. And so to have those two kind of massive uh, shows that a lot of people were watching felt felt really wonderful. And, and uh, I think, you know, the thing that was the most gratifying about it is it really fits into the larger arc of what I've wanted to do with my career, which is stretch myself in as many different directions and as far, you know, as possible. Uh, and so to go from, you know, the kind of ultimate hero and a show that was a, a exploration of heroism and 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 the humanity behind it and and what it what it meant uh to this guy who was the opposite of a hero and uh you know and that's putting it very mildly my friend yeah. By the way, if you haven't seen candy it debuted on hulu on may 9th to may 13th yeah all so of them up on hulu now it's all out and released and it's a great little you know uh true crime a series about a true event in Texas, uh, axe murder in Texas. And, and did my part of it just felt really, um, really great to do and put out there in contrast to, to the master chief. Cause Alan Gore, who I play over there, I lost about 30 pounds and yeah. uh, you know, the hair and the wig and stuff just kind of makes, makes me feel sort of hidden and unrecognizable in there. And, and I just love to do that. I love to be able to stretch myself in those different directions. And it was a really great what is that process of transformation like? You know, I've talked to people who, who've been in superhero movies, what have you, and they, they talk about like, look, when you put on the suit, you don't have to act as much, they say. <laughs> now, I think some of them are being a little glib and some of them really should act a little more in my opinion. But in terms of Master Chief, that is certainly seems as something that happens for you. I mean, Pablo, for those of you who've never seen a picture of Pablo, go check it out. Pablo is not a skinny man. <laughs> Pablo is a very muscular, very buff individual. And when you put on that Master Chief outfit, I guess for lack of a better expression, um, is it transformational for you? 
It is. I mean, strangely, the process for me, Dom, is is almost the opposite of that because I am actually a pretty skinny guy. I'm, my body naturally wants to be more in the Alan Gore mode. Um, I, I naturally want to sit around 200, 210 pounds. And for Master Chief, I'm, I'm adding and holding about 30 pounds of muscle. So I'm sitting around 230, 240 for that. But it just takes, a you know, I'm just training constantly and eating constantly so that I can have the size that I think makes the character feel, you know, like he has a big presence and is intimidating and the confidence to pull off all the the leadership stuff that he has. Um, So, so it's, you know, it's a, it's a huge amount of, of the role is, is the effort and work of training and keeping all that muscle on. So the candy one was just a bit of a relief in getting to like not eat six meals a day and not train six days a week. You know, I got to just take a, a break from all that and let, let it all kind of fade away. Um, yeah. But when you tell, but I want to, I want to get back to the, the idea of like, when you put on the master chief suit, yeah. what is that like for you? I mean, and, and look, I mean, clearly you've been doing it for, for months and months and almost yeah. years now, because you've done a whole season about to the second one. But it's a, you know, it's a presence. Yeah, for sure. No, it's amazing. You know, the suit is a huge part of obviously the character. And when we're talking about the the chief, it's, it's 95% of who he is as an iconic being, right? The mask and the suit. Um, And there is uh, a confidence and a presence that you get just by putting it on, you know, you can feel uh, not just in yourself in how there's a, like a rigidity and a, a core engagement that you need just to be able to move around in it, uh, just to be able to manipulate it in a way that feels explosive and vibrant rather than like you're just wearing a whole bunch of plastic. Um, But then also you can see in how people interact with you and react to you. There's an impressiveness to the suit that you, you know, the moment you walk into a room, especially if you're coming in with the the three other Spartans, you know, when the four Mm -hmm. of them pound in in our our massive Mjolnir armor there's uh, there's an impressiveness to that there's a stature there's uh yeah all all of that stuff i'd say is in play well thank you so much sir for joining us now for those of you who, who don't know i'm going to tell you once again all nine episodes of the first season of halo are to be found on paramount plus all five episodes of candy are to be found on hulu thank you very much pablo dominic it's a pleasure man thanks for having me So thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Deadline Podcast, Hero Nation. Now make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode with me or when Anthony's back, which of course things will be so much better then. And of course, you can find all of our breaking news coverage of TV, film, business, and everything else affecting our industry and the genre at Deadline.com. Talk to you soon.